the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can I be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best served funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. Welcome to Worst Ever, you bitch. I'm Christine Lake, and with me is my friend, oh, Alec Led. It's not Alec Led, it's Alak Khaled. Oh, well, do you want to explain that on your Twitter? Not right now. Okay. Because you really got to just change it. Dude. I can change it when Nobody, I want to change it. No one cares. Let me tell you something. No one's tweeting anymore. Let me tell you something. Twitter's back in over. The day, we talked about this a long time ago. Back in the day, I understand why you changed your name, and that's a whole story in and of itself. I know, but it's now... But, but on social... You should be a la Khaled. All right. You're a freaking Khaled. Can dude. I be honest with you? What? I don't know how to change it. Oh, so that's so now the truth comes out. Yeah, I really I, I, I don't know how to do it. I know the Twitter people. I, oh, I know Jack Dorsey. What the so fuck are you talking about? What's your problem? <laughs> I, I can text Jack Dorsey right now. Okay. All right. Is that a challenge? Go for it. He got me into damn Bitcoin and it was the biggest mistake. I cursed him out right after. <laughs> and then I sent him because on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, yeah. um, Kenya Moore says um, to <laughs> – what's her name? Uh, what's the, what's the, the prostitute one? Um, the prostitute one? Margo. Okay. Marlo. Marlo. Yes, Marlo. Says to Marlo, your vagina has a square reader attached to it. <laughs> so I sent him the clip and he started laughing out loud because he also right. created square. So I don't understand what the problem is with your name. I'm just embarrassed to ask him, how do I change my name oh, on Twitter? Oh, okay. And now, now it all comes out. Well, Jack, if you're listening, just go ahead and give us the 411 on that. Yeah. Shut up. I feel like we need to have a t-shirt made for you that says, everything I learned in life, I learned from the Real Housewives. Well, th- there's nothing wrong with that. I- I'm not saying there is. What is it with you and my reality? You, you're, Today, you're like, I don't want to talk too much reality. I was like, we're talking reality. Because this is not a reality show podcast. It's not, it's I know that, but still, I, it, a lot of debuts have happened in the past week, and the people want to hear oh, it. Okay. All right. Shit. Can we just talk for two seconds um, about, before we introduce our guest, I want to talk about... Um, my experience this weekend going to the grocery store. I have a bad experience too. <sighs> okay, I've been getting up very early lately because my child has, for uh, ever since the time change, if you have a kid, it is like the bane of your existence because your child who has gone from a respectable 7.30, 7, 7.30 wake up, has now gone to a 6.15 nightmare. So I am also four and a half months pregnant, although I look like I'm six. Yes, I understand that. And no, I'm not having twins. It's been verified. Um, so I'm up early and I figure I got to go to the store. This is a good time to do it. I'm literally in Vons at 645 in the morning, earliest I've ever been there. The only downside to that is I think this is when they butcher the meat. Yeah. It smelled like carnage in the back. I started (laughs) gagging and I'm not even sick or nauseous anymore, but the smell of it turned me off so bad. And I did that thing where I like gagged and then I looked up and locked eyes with, with a complete stranger who had been looking at me and had clearly just seen me gag. So embarrassing. And I was wearing a large bulky sweatshirt. So I don't even think this person could be like, oh, she's pregnant. Is it the Vons right here? Like where? Yes. In Burbank? Yes. Okay. So I used to live across the street from there. Right. At the Kenwood Muse apartment. I remember. And that was my Vons. And at like midnight or so after, or, you know, sometimes one o'clock in the morning after like a couple drinks or whatever at the Sardo's, I'd go over to the Vons and get some TV dinners or whatever to like microwave up. Sure. Guess who's doing exercises down the aisle? Who? Bob Hope. Shut up. 
on a nightly basis. Shut up. So I would see him all the time and say, hi, hi, Mr. Hope, you know, and I just, you know, try not to be like starstruck, but fucking Bob Hope is like really like walking up and down aisles. With so, a cart? Doing shopping Just too? walking. Oh, no just walking. No shopping, just walking. With his assistant, just walking. Okay. So finally I asked... I was in line, and I guess he was there buying like a, a water or something. And I go, I looked at this, and I go, so uh, I see you guys here all the time. What's going on? And he's like, oh, this is when he gets his exercise. He like so he's not bothered and stuff. So he walks down the aisles. Think about it, it's cool, it's clear. It's uh, usually they're only stocking stuff at that time, you know. So right. it's, it's and he just walks up and down and the aisles. And you can get privacy. And you get privacy. I went to the Ralphs in fucking Koreatown the other day. Okay. What's wrong and with I didn't want to lose my parking space, so right. I walked to the Ralphs, which How is how far is that? It's about a mile or two, right? Oh, okay. With my cart, because I'm okay. now an Asian lady with the <laughs> fucking uh, roller cart that I got at the Target. Uh-huh. I get there. I I love food shopping. Like it's like I get it's like Zen. There's a couple things I love that are domestic. I like it too. Laundry. Yeah. I love doing laundry, and I love food shopping. I like it too, and I'm not gagging. Right. Yeah. Every necessity that I needed, they were out of stock. Oh, it's so annoying. The type of milk that I wanted, the bread that I wanted, like ev- like the cheese that I wanted, it, out of stock. And I was like, what? Because I live in Koreatown. I know that's why. What? What do you mean? It's the just Koreans not a normal like Ralph's. Koreatown likes the It's not a normal Ralph's. It's not a, it is across from a Vons. And I said, let me go to Ralph's because Ralph's is going to be cheaper than the Vons. Uh-huh. And I should have just went to Vons. Okay, well, these are high-class problems you've got. So then I had to go to the Trader Joe's the day that I knew I was coming here to do the podcast because I had to move my car anyway. Oh, so yeah. I was like, oh, I'll go to Trader Joe's. My husband refuses to shop at Trader Joe's. I There's specific things that I get at Trader Joe's. This is so dumb that we're talking about this. I know, me. I know. All right, listen to me. We have a special guest. Yeah, let's get to her. Because we probably have a limited time clock. She, she, she is needs so to hungover. She or had, she might be drunk. She had a night. She had well, a night. We're going to get into we're it. We're going to get into it. But she's, uh, she's self-proclaimed queen of Gl- Glendale. Oh, yeah. She's uh, got several podcasts, like I think three. One of them of, of which I guested on and was uh, Please Advise. That's right. Her name is Molly McClear. Maclear. We're really close. I'm so bad with the fucking names. You can't get them down. Maclear. Your name's a little, your name's tricky too. So we're in that club, I yeah. would say. But you're known as the malls. Uh, malls, yeah. The malls. malls. No, just malls, regular malls. I like the malls. I mean, sure, if you want. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So you're, so <laughs> name your it. name all your podcasts. Um, Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. And that one is the one you do with Stephen Ray Morris. Yes, it's about Lifetime Original Movies. Oh, yes. You have to have, by the way, you have to have Nicole Tom on. I would like absolutely love that. But here's the other, here's the catch with that. She's like in the movies. And I don't know if I can be as mean as I would. I She's think done you can. Oh, you can't. Have, yeah, you, she, sure you can. have you heard how I treat her? I mean, <laughs> we haven't had that established Oh, she would The thing is, it would go over her head. She wouldn't even know you were being mean. Okay, okay. Trust me. A three-hour troll on yeah. her. That'd yeah. be nice. Uh, and then I have one called Emotionally Broken Psychos, which um, started out as like me lovingly talking about 
you know, reality TV people. And that's actually, I realize why I like them is because they're all kind of like emotionally broken psychos and it makes me think about humanity. Like I don't, I do a lot of soul searching and like navel gazing when I watch shows like that. Um, and now I've realized that my Facebook group thinks that I'm calling myself an emotionally broken psycho. Oh, how funny. So um, they like, re- they talk about themselves like, you know, oh, I'm psychotic. So I'm like, no, dude, that's not like, this is, this was supposed to be us calling other people that, but now we're owning the title. So Christine, yeah. have you done a lifetime movie? I have not. It's really sad. I've always wanted to, and I actually have a meeting at Lifetime in about three weeks, which was set before I became a large pregnant person. But they do have a lot of... um, They say they're the women's network, but good luck with that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) they do have a lot of uh, movies, though, about people who are pregnant who snatch other people's babies. Yeah, that was. I was thinking that could be your angle. Maybe so. My friend Christy Carlson is doing one right now. She's snatching a lot of babies. (laughs) <laughs> Has, can't wait to see it <laughs> and then please advise now I lo- see I love this concept and I almost wanted to steal the whole thing because you can do that it's so good luck there's a phone number right that people call into <laughs> right yes and it's pre-recorded calls yes and then she and the guest or your producer yeah. which what's her name again Christina Lopez yes Christina Lopez who's a sweetheart um they they give their take on the, they give the advice on the call. So, right. I remember when you were going to do this. And I was like, what kind of advice do you have to give? I don't even remember. The qu- we had really dumb questions that day. Yeah. I mean, we're not. Qu- it's like not being qualified. There's no qualification, right. really. It's more yeah. about how we shouldn't be giving anyone advice. Like, right. no one should be asking us and we shouldn't be advising anyone. But it was from an old uh, <laughs> column I did years ago. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like my air just kicked on and it smells musty. I tell you, there's a dead animal. It's gross. I'm going to turn it off. Uh, it's 90 degrees, Christine. I just still have a lingering sinus infection. <laughs> so can't oh, like you can't smell anything. anything. No, smells. I'm sure. it's. I mean, I'm sure it smells like a dead animal, but I'm just not here we for that. We were supposed to record this a couple weeks ago, and we, Molly and I both got sinus infections. Like on the same day. Now that I know, especially, I was a little bit relieved. Like I was like, oh good, we're both going through it. But now that I know you're pregnant, it's not, I take no joy in that. I'm no. sorry. I couldn't even take a Sudafed. Yeah. That, oh, that really blows. It blows. Oh, I couldn't take anything. Although I did get an antibiotic because it was so bad. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I had to cry for an antibiotic. Like it was the most bizarre experience of my life. Where did I, you go? I'm a career doctor hater. Like I hate them. I absolutely fucking hate them as people. Um, I think I have like some sort of, Maybe it's an education bias as well. I'm like, oh, you're more educated than me, so you can talk down to me because you went to school for eight years. Like, congratulations on your loans. I get very angry. I get very. Well, what angry. do you? How do you go in? So I don't. Um, <laughs> Are you doing the? Fo- you're doing like the Dr. Phil. Uh, so I didn't know that was a thing. And like I was talking to one of my friends too because she was like, she's such a sweetie too. And I've like already told this story and I feel bad because I feel like it's it's like just I'm mocking her. But she was like, why don't you go to a phone doctor? And I was like, yeah, that sounds fucking great. Why didn't I go to a phone doctor? Like what is a phone doctor? I was like, I didn't even know what it meant. But yes, so I wind up not going. I didn't go to the doctor. I wound up taking a bunch of my cleaning ladies leftover antibiotics. It's a oh dark tale. Martha hooked me up. She had a sinus infection as well. As I told you, it's a common Well, she's theme supposed to life. finish the antibiotics. Yeah, she was. She didn't want to. So then she comes over and I'm telling her, you know, Martha, I'm sick. I have this thing. And she's like, oh, take my leftovers. And I was like, perfect. I would love to do that because now I don't have to go to the doctor. So I finished up Martha's antibiotics. I wind up not getting any better from it. So then last week I did Please Advise and I recorded for four hours straight as like, you know, we do two episodes in a row. So 
after listening to myself talk for four hours, I was like, this is the most disgusting thing. Like, this is a liability. You talk into a microphone all the time, so you have to, like, get better. So I wind up Googling urgent cares. Everywhere's closing, and then this one thing pops up. It's still open. Turns out it's a phone app, the thing. It was listed as, like, a location. (laughs) So I'm talking to this doctor over the phone. But FaceTime or... It's like an app. You have to get an app, and it's essentially FaceTime. Yeah, I have it. It's so weird. And so... Dr. Phil promotes it. The one that I have. What's the one I have? It's called... Um, oh, no. Doctor on Demand. Plush Care. No, That's mine, what oh. I want to. Mine's Doctor on Demand. I mean, I think there's multiple services. Well, the Doctor on Demand, I see... I think the first time you use it, you get like $40 off. Really? Yeah, so just put that one in there. Once. That'd be good to know. Are you? Do you work for a Doctor on Demand? No, I haven't you... used it, but I got it. <laughs> do I enter your coupon code I can out? send it to you because I think I get something back, too. I haven't that used it. That probably might have a coupon code. <laughs> you get yeah. a nice kickback yeah. when I go to the doctor. Yeah. I feel like that's illegal, but that's okay. But I, I haven't used it, but I... I I got it because when I was traveling and I, like when I was in New York, I got, I broke out in hives because I'm allergic to some sort of plant or tree that's in New York. And when it's like pollinating, I break out into full hives. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I can just get this instead of having to go to the hospital. I don't have a doctor in New York and you know, whatever. So how does this thing, so how did it work? So go you ahead. go, you go on, you download this app, and you call, and you just say like, "Hey, I need to see a doctor." They were able to get me in 45 minutes later. Get me in, like I'm laying in bed. I'm just there. Download this app, and then you sign in. You just like click the thing as if you're signing onto FaceTime, and then the doctor just pops up. And it was really, she looked like a mom. Like she definitely looked like all of my friends' moms in elementary school. And she was, you know, clearly like you just are, lo- you're logging in. Like if you're, a, I, what great money that would be if you're a doctor right. to just like yeah. log into your app on a Saturday afternoon, get some cash. I paid a hundred bucks. I wonder what her like takeaway is from that. Probably not much. We spent five minutes together. Um, she probably gets 70%. It's weird though. Cause they can't like look in your ears. They can't like, you're just giving them symptoms. This was the worst part is that when I went on the, this is far from the worst part actually, but it's, I, when I went on the little like Yelp thing, when I was trying to figure, when I thought it was a physical location, it was like great for self-diagnosed things like STDs, rashes. What? <laughs> going who is self-diagnosing their std who's like yeah that's chlamydia like that's for sure i know when i see it like that's chlamydia (laughs) like i was thinking to myself like i know i confidently can say at this point i have a sinus infection i've done a round of my cleaning ladies antibiotics like i know what's up i need to i need to get this is for sure what it is but i'm thinking self-diagnose like in and of itself that seems problematic yeah so does she prescribe medication so then I am on the phone with her, and of course, I don't tell her about Martha's antibiotics. Right. That's just a dead giveaway that I'm not, right. you know, professional or whatever I'm supposed to be. Honest, I guess the word would be. Um, but I, I have, I'm Honest talking patient. to her, and I'm like, "Hey, listen, like this is bad. Like I'm also going to Japan, so there's an 11 and a half hour flight in my. Oh, yeah, you yeah. don't want to be stuffed up for that. And I had found out because, you know, I Instagram everything. So someone had gotten into my Instagram things and were like, oh, just be thankful you don't have to go on a flight. And I was like, oh, bitch, no, actually, I'm taking the flight. Like, I'm going as far as oh, you can go no. without going to Australia. So, um, oh, thank you for not reminding me, but I just reminded myself I have to call United when I leave here. Okay. Anyway, Take uh, my advice. If you don't get what you want, just hang up and call again. Really? Yes. You're trying to move your seat? <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a return flight seat, and I just know me. Like, I just, I get fucked at every turn. Like, yeah. you'll life be story make sure you get a here. southern woman. Yeah. 
I'm telling you right now, if you get someone from India or whatever, just hang up and keep trying until you get someone from Oklahoma or wherever she's at. Yeah. That's so racist. I need to be more of a sweetie on these phones, like these phone calls too. Like I'm not, I'm very like Boston, like hard edge. Like I need to come oh, in yeah, like a no. little bit more of a sweetie. If you can put on an accent. Yeah. I, I like to play it. the victim. You do. So if you play the victim, then they're like really want to help you. Well, my stepdad, who's no longer my stepdad, my mom and him just got a divorce. He did book the ticket initially <laughs> so I could come in real like hot with like a whole like my mom just got divorced. Yes. This is a nightmare for me. Yes. You know, I'm so hurt. Yes. There's that. A lot of stuff. That's stuff the like angle. That. That's I can do. And yeah. also, if you just say, you know, you're just trying to move your seat or you're trying to I move the day. I want to I want to see if I can get an upgrade. Oh, okay. Because I Why don't you know tell that him- he, with the divorce, yeah. you know, he didn't care about me anymore. So he just put me, <laughs> he put me in the back of the plane, like probably in a middle seat. I have no, You're I in have the no leverage. Oh my God. Are you kidding? I Did he so work lucky. for United? No, he's just, he's like a rich, but I, I finessed this out of him because we had had a conversation years ago where he said that he would send me on the trip of my choosing. And then of course I'm working all the time. I never cashed in on that. So when the divorce was final, I was like, Fuck, I should have gotten that ticket. <laughs> so I was like, I know how to manipulate him. You he called wants- him post divorce yeah. about the ticket? I know he's like, so <laughs> he about, that, about that flight. Yeah, I was like, so well no, I, I did the man of your word thing. Like I really fuck I went in heavy. So I was like In person, on the phone? Uh, on the phone. Yeah, they're in um, Boston. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, Greg, like, listen, I'm like, I don't know if this is weird. Of course it's weird. I'm like, I don't know if this is weird. I know you're a man of your word. <laughs> So once you say, once you layer in, I know you're a man of your word. Right. People buckle like they have to do it. I, yeah. And I'm not a manipulative person, nor am I a liar, nor am I good at anything like like emotionally suggestive whatsoever. I'm terrible with all of that stuff. As I said, like I'm already panicking about being denied at United later because I'm not good at this stuff. But I was able to get the ticket through Greg. Sure enough, the ticket comes through. This is a man who would like randomly upgrade me because he's a businessman with like miles forever. That's his thing. He could fly around the world 12 times tomorrow. It would be like free. So he would randomly upgrade me like over Christmas and shit like that. And so I was like, Maybe he'll he won't fuck me on the seat. Sorry, part of my language, by the way, I might be a little drunk. Um, it's fine. We cuss all the time. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I was like, no, sure enough, I think I'm sitting in the middle seat, like in economy, like probably forty seven F. Yeah, no meals, like fully, by the bathroom, probably between a, two crying babies, like Japanese crying, crying babies. babies. Have, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what I would say if I were you. Tell them you, the last time you flew, you had a panic attack. Oh, because that's true. Panic disorder is real. Go ahead. And say that you are working through it, that you don't have a choice on this flight See, to I, return. I, I'm going to disagree and with you, Christine. if there's any way you could, are there any, you know, seats Brilliant. that are closer to the, the front? Like, are there any window seats? Are, I, I is like, there a seat? I like a bulkhead. I love if there's a bulkhead. Here's what I here's what I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't use panic because okay. I'm afraid they might red flag you. Oh. What I would use is I just had surgery on my knee. Oh, oh. that's a real big lie. That's okay. That's inventing. I had surgery on that's my okay. knee. <laughs> okay. I had surgery on my knee. I need to be able to like keep my leg you know i need the leg room to like because i can't bend it too much yeah 
You're on the phone. They don't know. They're not going to see you walking up. Or yeah. tell them you're pregnant. You got to get up and walk around. That's true. And <laughs> They'll never know when you get there. What hap- why am I drinking heavily on the plan? Well, <laughs> things didn't go the they way won't that live. we hoped. <laughs> yeah. And can I get some drink is tickets? Is that a good way to say that? <laughs> Jesus, this is horrible. <laughs> things haven't huh. gone the way I the hoped. The worst passenger not ever. Send- <laughs> you're not sending an animal on United, are you? No. Okay, good. I have in the past, which is a nightmare, by the way. They like. Well, you heard about the, the you heard about the three animals like a month ago died. that. Yeah. Well, one died. They, one, they one put that them one, in the overhead they, I know. The and one died. What is wrong? Everyone they, they sent, they that, sent one that was supposed plans. to go to like Colorado to Japan. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. So yeah. it probably got killed for someone's lunch. Yeah. It was. So but they flew, but no, they no. It, <laughs> it's true. They had to fly the dog back private. That's China. That's they China. had to Sorry, fly to the dog China. back <laughs> <okay>. private. <laughs> it went viral. They had to fly the dog back private. Really? Well, yeah, as well they should. Yeah. It must be nice. Yeah. I will never Wait, ever. How did we get to this point? We're talking I don't about know. the description. Yes. And the phone doctor is just she's telling me, "Why don't you get some Flonase?" And I'm like, "What? Oh, why don't you go fuck yourself?" Like yeah. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Why? Why don't I get some Flonase?" Like I didn't tell her I have two weeks behind me of taking Martha's right. medications. None of this is working out. <laughs> that, but I'm paying a hundred dollars for this. I can. I could have. I could have gone to the pharmacist and said, what I, what should I take? Yeah. No, yeah. it's time to get aggressive. And I'm telling her this, like, because also it co- all comes back to the idea that I, I'm terrified of doctors. It's called white coat syndrome. Like, I can't, I'm, there's a guy at Studio City Dental. God bless. His name's Rudy. He is on the books as not, never being allowed to speak to me again because he, he made me feel fear at the dentist on my already existing fear-based situation. I shouldn't have even been there. So... I know that made no sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did Rudy do to you? Well, hold Rudy on. Let's fresh. stick with this. He got fresh with me. He was. Not, he was. It wasn't a Me Too moment, was it? No, no I wish. Oh, okay. It was like <laughs> I would. I would have at least known how to handle that. I would right. not have known how to negotiate that situation. No, he should like rev the drill at you. Oh, yeah. And he was really like rude with me about it. And he cut my gum. And he said Ooh. to me like, he said something to me like, "Oh, are you sure you didn't like?" get like that didn't happen happen during your cleaning and i was like no it happened when you shoved that metal thing in my mouth and i screamed ow rudy and then he <laughs> like had to leave the room and i hear him go out in the hallway he goes oh my two-year-old would have handled that better and i'm sitting there and i'm like i can hear you rudy like this is i, I can't go anywhere oh my so god i'm on the phone with this woman who looks like my friend's mom from elementary school and she's telling me to go get some flonase and i'm like listen lady like this we need to get aggressive. I'm about to take like the longest flight you can take. Can I just get some antibiotics? She's like, I'm hesitant, and I'm like, oh, because like all those people that free base antibiotics. Yeah, like, I know. What am I gonna do with it? Like, there's nothing fun or sexy about an antibiotic. It's right. not like, I mean, sure, but I I would have absolutely taken some like, like high yay, power. I IV. might get a yeast infection at the end of this. Exactly. Oh, great. I'm gonna have the run on those probiotics as well, man. Yeah. Every you, everyone. I don't think people know that enough. That, that you, you to got take- it. Yeah, you got to chase it with a with some kefir or some whole milk yogurt or something. Yeah. Well, it was out at the Ralph's. That was another thing that was gone. Probiotics? <laughs> with a yogurt that I uh, like. Oh, you like your, your good yogurt? <laughs> yeah. Um, well... <laughs> Um, yeah, so she, I eventually like broke down and I just started to, I pulled out my speeding tier tickets, except they were kind of real. Like I was really like upset and I was like trying to understand like why me, this is why I don't go to the doctor is because you just put the brakes up for like no reason. You're denying me antibiotics. Like 
Well, I would have been like, listen, I just paid a hundred bucks. You're, I'm getting a prescription. Well, that would have been the right way to go. I'm Irish and wounded, so yeah. like I'm like all like, oh my god, like why are you denying me these things? Like I really felt like denied and like I was wrong and that she could tell I was a bad person. Like I really like got really in my head about it. Were you in your onesie? No, because that's how I met her in a fucking onesie. She looked like she came out of a cave. I was cracking. I was like, "What is happening?" I walk up to this. We'll get back to your story, but I have to. Totally. I get to her house. Right there's like, she gets you get so much free shit. Like I don't know. I'm not who's sending you this stuff. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I need that life. Yeah. And there's stuff like everywhere, like free, sh- like boxes of free shit everywhere. Yeah. And I'm okay. She comes up with like this dark sunglasses, full on onesie, hair is like uh, to one side. She's like, yeah. I'm so sorry, I'm late. You know, da, da, da. <laughs> we'll get started in a minute. And I'm like, okay. I have no idea who she is. I had the loveliest time because sure. we related so much, right? Anyways. So I can only imagine what you look like. I bring myself 100%. I'm telling you, I am no one but myself. I can't be. Um, And also it's my house. So like, that's the other thing. It's my house, my rules. So if I'm going to be in a onesie hungover with my sunglasses on, which by the way are prescription, I need these for vision. How dare you? I I think it was like a, was it like a pink and green onesie or like a dragon or something? I have so many. I don't know what it was. What are you talking about? Like like a onesie like a mechanic wears or like a Snuggie like you would have been? To be frank, I have no idea what pajamas oh pjs okay got it probably yeah it was amazing i don't know what it was though to be honest i feel like that's actually you really illuminated that i have a problem because i don't even know (laughs) it's not even like oh the onesie it's like which one oh yeah Uh, i have no idea um Go ahead. Okay, so, so you anyway, got your you. She finally broke down and gave him. To I you. broke down and I'm like, listen, I'm like, I don't know if you've heard of white coat syndrome. I haven't. I'm fucking terrified of you people. I hate this. I'm like, literally, I'm saying you people, like as if like people with degrees. So I'm like, I'm terrified of you, and I'm like, I don't want to be on this phone with you. This is why I didn't go. This is why this is like so out of hand right now. Is because I hate going to the doctor. Um, and she goes, Have you? talk to a therapist and I was like my mental hygiene is the only oh thing I take care God. of I was like this is yeah so she gave me the antibiotics and I just finished them yesterday but it was a real what she gave you the z-pack no I wish she didn't give me the fun stuff uh she gave me just like some standard amoxicillin sort of thing That's your skin looks really good thank you yeah I mean so then what happened last I night skin, I think well I know but that amoxicillin is also what they use oh for... it runs a really oh, oh. Yeah, that's why you can't. You gotta stay out of the sun. Oh, I fuck the sun. Yeah, you gotta stay out of the, when you take a A lot of dermatologists use amoxicillin to clear um, zits and stuff. I did not know that actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. birth control too. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, a lot of people. That was a big thing. Like in high school, like when you didn't want to tell your mom you were about to like fuck your boyfriend, you'd be like. I, I need it for my cramps and also my skin. Like you would come up with some, and every mom knew. Like, okay, we got to get her in there. Not in my culture. You didn't get no birth control. You don't even get tampons. What? What? <laughs> no, girls. They get pads. Oh, oh, pads. I'm like, what are they using? Rags? No, like pads. it's like the middle ages. No, no pawns. Pads only. <laughs> God, can you imagine really like, having like a colonial period? Like, how bad would that be? Like being Terrible. a pilgrim? Oh my God. <laughs> I think about. <laughs> Like, I am always thinking about weird shit like that, like, when I'm watching stuff like, I know, when I'm watching stuff like The Walking Dead, I'm like, oh, all the tampons are gone, the zombies (laughs) took them over, they're not only having to fight for their lives, but they're just, like, bleeding through their nasty, like, what do they do on, on Survivor? 
They're there sometimes I'm sure for they 38 get, days. I'm sure what they get. What a curveball, though, to be a chick on Survivor. Like, yeah, you have fuck this that. Other thing. No, I'm sure that they give them sanitary napkins. Sanitary, sanitary napkins? Who Jesus are you? Christ. What are you, from like 1918? over here. I know. Do I need a belt with it? <laughs> oh my god the belt, belt. I'm so really... confused the by the belt, belt. so they've okay thank you <laughs> are you That's there the... god it's me Margaret try being a 13 year old girl in 1992 reading about the belt for the first time I was like I'm sorry what, what? So like I real record scratch so apparently back in the day if you wanted to wear a pad, you had to get a belt in the mix. And every girl like had their belt that they would wear. Mm-hmm. Was it like a was a it pad like attached to the belt because there was no oh. they couldn't figure out how to put adhesive that could just go with on the pad that could just adhere to your panties. They oh, hadn't kidding. invented post-its no. yet. I was so confused. I was like, I don't understand this belt situation at all. Yeah. No, the belt is like, and also there's no style involved. Like, can you imagine being stuck with a, like, I mean, it would go under your clothes. But can you imagine <laughs> being more stuck bulk. with the same, I mean, I can't even have one onesie, let alone one period belt. That would drive me nuts. Oh, oh my, my God, God. You have leopard. So it's oh, like yeah. a washable thing? Sparkle. I have no idea. I've never seen I want you to try it belts. out once your pregnancy is over. Okay. <laughs> Sounds super fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a... That is, it's weird. I've never even seen a picture of what that would look like. Me either. Yeah. Wow. Steven, Google it. <laughs> look at period belts. Um, oh my God, it's amazing. Okay, so. I love that we can all tell Steven what to do. I know. With confidence, too, because I know him. I don't give a fuck. Well, I, well, I went and had drinks the other day with the um, one of the EPs for Project Runway All-Stars. Brag. And we were talk- I was talking about our live show. Yeah. Uh, I go, yeah, so it's me, Christine, and Steve Ra- Stephen Ray Morris. And he fanned out on fucking Stephen Ray Morris. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Stephen's on so Stephen's many podcasts. Metal. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Him and the cats. I'm By the way, there's it. cat hair on these mic. <laughs> really? Mine has dog hair. Oh, actually, yeah, not... there's a little hair I'm like, there's here. cat hair. <laughs> Him and his cats. He's wearing a cat shirt. It's all cats. I love it. Go ahead. You can say something. I don't have anything. <laughs> you know, nothing, anyway, nothing to say. So everyone who's a big Stephen Ray Morris fan. Oh, Stephen. Holy cow. That's like, <laughs> Look, I that got mad like, at him like he invented like BDSM. it. That's like BDSM. We're looking at the belt. <laughs> that, that doesn't even look. You have it to looks like real. one of those horse bridles. You like have one to those... get one. <laughs> no, Why? she doesn't. I really See if they have it on Amazon. It's the, literally <laughs> the last thing I need. Literally. Now, right you now. need to get that. No, that's really bad. It's horrible. Um, okay, Malls, I want to ask you yes. about your night last night, because oh. it sounds like so much more fun than what I did, which was go to bed at 9.30, well, watching The Housewives. I don't know if like I can really say... I went out drinking with like a guy that I dated a long time ago, and I don't really know if I can say more about that, because I don't really know about the particulars of his lifestyle, so... That's fine. There's not really... I can't... But it, I drank too much, um, which you, I haven't drank in weeks because of my sinus infection, which should not be like a... You know, that's bad when you're like, I haven't drank in three weeks. Crazy, right? But it, I haven't. No, that's that's hard. I that's mean... Hard. Yeah, that's pretty was, hard. It was pretty, hardcore. it was pretty effortless. Like, I was really tired and sick. That was the thing. I didn't know a sinus infection took it out of you like that. And I don't want to minimize what you're about to go through... Uh, vaginally with the birth and whatever. It's a nightmare. But... I've lived it. I was her doula. Oh, this is my second. So. Really? Yeah. He's not. He was not my doula. I was in the. Bur- I was in the. Bur- I don't know why I believed that? Well, I was. I. No. I li- hey, wait. I gotta stop you guys just for a second because we need to talk about our X bars, who are a sponsor this week of our podcast. Um, and I need to tell you guys that RX bars come in 11 delicious flavor varieties. And as of May 14th, there are three new flavors. Holla! 
mango pineapple, peanut butter and berries, and chocolate hazelnut. Also starting May 21st, RX Bar introduces RX Nut Butter. That's right. Made with the same core ingredients as RX Bar protein bars, the new nut butters include a base of nuts, peanuts or almonds, egg whites, and dates. They're available in honey cinnamon peanut butter, peanut butter, and vanilla almond butter. I mean, get in my mouth already. The thing I love about RX Bar, they their ingredients just do all the talking. So it's like eating three egg whites and two dates and six almonds. No BS, people. They're gluten-free. They're soy-free. They're dairy-free. I feel like Malls could probably use one. She's recovering from a big night out. It just makes you feel great. There's no artificial flavors, colors, preservatives. You're actually eating like real food. Go to rxbar.com backslash worst and enter promo code worst for 25% off your first order. And for a limited time only, they are giving away six free samples. Three of the new flavor of bars and three of the nut butter. So act quickly. All right, we'll be right back with more with malls, but I'm going to go get a snack. And while I'm at it, I'm going to get everybody else one too, because I'm nice. Unlike some people we know. What, are you watching any of the, are you watching the new Roseanne? Um, I watched the first two episodes of it. Um, I actually, I haven't spoken about it at all because I feel conflicted about talking about it. Why? Because I know some of the people that are involved, like oh, obviously got it. Whitney Morgan, they were part of Two Broke Girls. Um, I loved it. I really, I can't, I, I just, I thought the, sh- I, Roseanne's my favorite fucking show of all time. Oh, really? Hands down, favorite, yes. Not Step by Step. Um, big fan, though. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Huge <laughs> fan um, of Step by Step. And also, okay. my friend called you a queer icon the other day, and I loved it. Oh, she was I'm like, so... oh, Al? She's like, oh, everything. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, thank you. That's, See, Christine, it's a huge compliment. A Hollywood bisexual really considers you to be one of the peak. I mean, I don't know. I think it's really television cool. Television sleeper lesbians. I don't know. I but, had a couple of people say to me that they really related to me growing up. Um, even if you know they, I, I wasn't gay in real life, but they felt like they were different. They were tomboys yeah. or whatever, and that I kind of gave them. So that character well, no gave one was them hotter than Al. Like high key, like I think everyone Thanks, in my high school had the biggest crush on you. Thanks, man. Biggest crush. Um, <laughs> Take that, Jody Sweeten. Just kidding. <laughs> my biological sister. We'll yes. talk about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's got a whole oh. Jody Sweeten. I have a whole Jody Sweeten thing going on. She got me through a really tough time. Oh, I gotta hear She'll that. She'll never know. Uh, I can't. I can't. I, she like, will now. <laughs> but I'm sweating. Um, <laughs> Steven knows it's like real. It gets really dark and sick. Um, and oh, I, great. Like, but it's all with love. Um, well, that's okay. That's what the show's about. Yeah. So, dark and sick. Uh, anyway, Roseanne, to answer your question, yes, I watched it, but I have a really fucking hard time with the politics or her politics, like personal. I agree. Actual I, Roseanne. So, so do I. As much as I really want to watch it and be a participant at, as a viewer, I just can't. I can't. But you have to also look at it from this perspective, right? Um, Sarah Gilbert? Yes. There's no way that she's going to be a part of something, even with Roseanne's politics, unless sure. both sides are, are equally shown. I spent some time on that, like wondering myself, like yeah. how are all of these people working with someone who supports a president who's transphobic and right. you know has all that stuff going on? So that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was clever. I thought it was a really smart way to bring it back. I felt like... The 20 years later made sense. Yeah. It didn't feel like, oh, we're rebooting it. And it's like, you know, like Will and Grace took me a moment to get into. 
like the reboot. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I, you know. Yeah, I actually hope that the show can be um, a conversation starter for many people who feel like they maybe they don't agree with their parents' politics or with maybe people they went to high school with or whatever that is, the people they work with. Maybe can it be that we can all coexist and totally not agree? Or can it be that we can call out the stuff that is just not okay anymore? And if that's a part of someone's politics, how can we make that? Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, how, can we, is like, how can we have I, a conversation about it? We have to just we have to start talking to each other because that's the biggest problem. I, is that we're both on these two sides, and I feel like it's becoming more polar every day. And people just are. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to associate with you. You're wrong. Right, and I don't want it to be like I want that's her to have problem. her. Listen, I don't agree with any of her politics, but I want her to have her politics because that's where the conversation starts. Is the disagreement, you know? I mean, like enough with the PC shit. I'm over it. Okay. Okay. So next series that you write. Sorry. <laughs> the next series you write. Think about that. Okay. All okay. right. I'll see my way out. Thanks. No. Uh, what? Do you, wait. Are you in? You said it's staffing season. Yeah. So, so you're starting that now. Yeah. So what do you do? You submit scripts. What are so, you doing? So yeah, like you know, your agents do or whatever. I'm right. not a part of it. I have. I mean, I am, but I'm not. I like you. Kind of just get these meetings and you show up and you. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not political. I'm so bad at that stuff. That's also why I have, like, all my podcasts and stuff as a thing to lean on because it's, like... I mean, you don't want to be know. that. I wouldn't vote for me. Like, I don't... <laughs> right. No. I don't know. Like, you go in, you talk to the showrunner, you're, like... I don't know. You say what you liked about the pilot, and then maybe they offer you a job that pays way too much money. I think it's, I think it's an unruly amount of money that TV writers make. I'll be honest with you. What shows have you written on? Two Broke Girls. That's the first one? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good gig. It was yeah. a good gig. And I raised like three levels there, which is, I think, probably the biggest obstacle for me is because I got, you get bumped up each title. Right. It's part of like a SAG thing. And so I got bumped up three titles really, really quickly for, you know, three years right away. And I think a lot of people that takes them like three or four shows usually to get up that high. So I do, I also feel when I go into a thing, I'm like, I know, like it's weird, right? That like I've done one show and I'm, at this level, like that's weird, right? I I'm not a good I'm not good at selling myself. Should I, I should probably say that? You should probably work on that. Yeah, no, I definitely need to. I'll put that but on my. I list think it's pretty great. I mean, dude, I mean, it's an it's a huge net. It was a huge network show. Huge, huge. Yeah. They spent mm-hmm. a lot of money on that show. Yep. And it's very hard to get that first gig. That you know first what I mean? gig, and that's a big gig. Usually, that's a big gig. Usually, writers are starting either go to, go to a cable network or a Disney Channel or a you know. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I dicked around for you. I I didn't know that. Like, this is the other thing with selling myself. I was here for like seven years before I figured out I could be a TV writer. I was like, oh, I'm a writer and I live in Los Angeles. Like, I never put together. Like, but what you were you writing? I was a blogger. Oh, right. Yeah. And so I like, I basically just like, you know, and then I started Hello Giggles at the same time I got staffed on Two Broke Girls. So I kind of had all of my, the things work out for me at once. But for many years I was like, you know, I'm very familiar with that Koreatown Ralphs. I lived right there, like two blocks away. And I was so broke. And I think my place was like $600 a month. And I would struggle every single month to pay for it. I had like my gas turned off, my lights turned off. Like, I really was like a broke girl. That's I had $32 when they hired me. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, like I'm saying like I was broke. My roommate drove me to my interview. Like, because I didn't have a car. I had sold my car. Like, I was broke. I've really... 
I've really worked for my dreams. And you have a house. <laughs> now you own a house. Yeah. The house is amazing, by the way. I don't own it outright, one hundred percent. But I, I mean, put you, down. I mean, I have you no, bought that. So you're not. Yeah. It's not a. You're not renting the house. No. Right. No, that'd be a, that'd be foolish. Yeah. For me. So I mean, like that's a that's a Hollywood story. Yeah, it was like a really. It was a nice thing, like because I also when I I was so bad with my money, like you know you never give someone who has thirty two dollars a network television salary, like that's just <laughs> a really fucking bad way to do things. So were you in the union at the time? No, I was in. I joined the union like to get on the show. I had nothing. I was a staff writer, and they hired me, and that was my introduction to the union. I'm telling you, I found out I could be a TV writer like six weeks before I tried. So then did you have an agent at the time? No. How did you get the interview in the first place? Um, I had written a script and Whitney I knew kind of socially through, um, she had done my podcast before and I got my script to her through my then business partner, Sophia, who I started Hello Googles with. And Kat Dennings and I had been following each other on Twitter. So like after I had this great interview... With Michael and Whitney, um, which, like, was nice. Like, looking back, like, I don't know why I said that. Like, believe it or not, it was nice. It was really nice. Like, Whitney was so... She She's wanted great. it for me. Like, That's I could cool. really feel that. She... And we're talking about Whitney coming. Yeah. She was, like... She's definitely been, like, a fairy godmother of sorts to me, which, like, I definitely did not think when we first met that that would be the way it shook out. But she really championed for me to get on. And I did really well in my interview. I definitely knew I, like, slam dunked it. And then when I got home, I... DM'd Kat and I was like, hey, like, I just um, met with Michael and Whitney to do, to talk, you know, right on Two Broke Girls. And she was like, oh, for sure. So then she texted them and, like, said, you have to hire Malls. And, like, I had a job at the end of the day. That's amazing. Did you? That's awesome. Did it was each, wild. So as the seasons go on, did you write any full episode? Like, did you leave any of the... I wrote six and a half, I think. Yeah. Wow, that's great. So, which is nice because the show went into syndication. I mean, mm-hmm. it really all... That show could not have been looking... I mean, I'm kind of like... You know, you never like... Do you ever like give yourself credit? I don't ever give myself credit. Yeah, when I I'm give talking, myself credit all the time. <laughs> when, when I'm talking about this, I'm like, that's actually like, this is a nice story, Molly. Like, think something really nice happened that's to you. That's great. But I worked, I mean, I definitely like worked really hard for it, but it was like, yeah, it was a, it, it all really worked out well. And of course the show was stacked together with like the Ashton Kutcher two and a half men premiere. So like the, the ratings right. were phenomenal and it was like right away, like, I'll never forget the table read where they paid us up for the rest of the series or for the rest of the season because I guess it hadn't really occurred to me like that that needed to happen and that I could have lost my job that day. Right. And I just remember like I cried the whole table read. Like I just had my like head down because I, I wasn't at the table, you know, staff writer, you sit in like the back of the room. So I just had my head down and I just remember like the tears like hitting my script and I was like, oh my God, like you're in the clear. Like this happened. And like the first two years in particular, I was like Michael's baby girl for sure. So like we had a really good relationship and I was very like, you know, I, so, just, I think you'd be great to write on Roseanne. I don't think I really want to do that. I, first of all, I don't think that's an option. But I also, I, I again, like as I said, it's my favorite show. Right. And I know that there's two ways of that where it's like, why would you not want to write on that? But for me, like, I can't get too close to the action, man. Like, I really like to stay back. I don't love to meet, like, big famous people or be around that. I actually have met Roseanne once and it was the 
most bizarre experience in my life where I'm like looking at the most <laughs> famous person in my world and she's right there and it was like it's too much I wouldn't know where to look I really wouldn't but what did you say to her um I was sent in to be like she was having like a, it was a I guess like a run through for a game show she was gonna have and like every it was like three different generations and I was like the millennial generation and um so we i mean really it was just like a hello sort of thing and at the time you know roseanne's nuts hadn't even come out uh her famous oh the macadamia nut i farm. mean everything right with john her boy oh, yeah, yeah. Right. 17 years john yeah. so good yeah 17 years exactly yeah. so uh, <laughs> i like i you're I, I like i love you i don't know what it is man like you're just so i i think you're yeah. so great i wish you'd tell christine that um, he's great. He's you're like, great too, though. Oh, thanks. I mean, like, no, really I, phenomenal listen, people. I tried watching that Roseanne reality show yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah, Roseanne's nuts. Yeah, Roseanne's I, nuts. I, I it wasn't my favorite because I wanted Roseanne. Like, yeah. I wanted yeah. that Roseanne. Yeah, I didn't want to see her like retired her on a nut yeah. farm. Yeah, I don't want. I don't know. You know, and it's a play on words. The title. I know. I know the title. <laughs> I, I may. Know. I may not be a writer, but I got it. Yeah. No, um, I. I you know, it's always simmering over here for me. So let's talk about Xanax boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about some relationships. Okay. That have gone awry. Yeah. yeah I've, oh, I've, all of them have, uh, none of them have worked <laughs> out. So yeah, that's basically all of them have gone really badly on whose, but whose fault a mix. You're Solid picking, mix. you're picking crazies. Um, no, cause then that would ultimately, then I would have to admit that I have the problem. So we'll just, <laughs> say that, we'll just say that, you know, things just didn't work out. Um, I, you know, I realized that in my twenties I dated all like just good dudes who fucking hated me. Like they couldn't have hated me more. Looking back, every guy I dated in my twenties absolutely despised me and like that wouldn't stop us from not being in like a three-year relationship they were always like really long-term relationships with someone that looking back i'm like oh they despise he actively despised me um i don't know why i don't know you say why i don't know like it was like when i was 23 i dated like a 32 year old and like looking back i'm like oh i was a child and he knew it and I was, I was not hip to that. Like I was right. not, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Like I, by the way, I think it's like kind of criminal the way that these guys date these younger girls. I'm like, that's a child. Like she doesn't right. know what's going on. Um, <laughs> it's true. Do you just look at Christine? Like she's a pervert. Well, no, no, no. Oh. She's been through some shit. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so did the dating change once you got two broke girls like a, like in the sense so of like the, no i was like basically essentially celibate when i was at the show like that was my my boss loved that about me by the way like i was just so fucking available and so at work all the time i am like a workaholic when i'm in a situation that i love if not right. i'm just like i'm such a ne'er-do-well like i really am like i'm a, i'm a onesie like hungover person <laughs> onesie thing. um can you get us free onesies <laughs> I, know I you think got I sadly free. paid for that. <laughs> oh, okay. Whatever it was, I paid for it. Um, but clothing, I don't get free. Like it's more like just some random like seltzers will show up or something. Yeah, um, you get good stuff though. I was like, wish I was on a PR list. I'm not. I, and also like I am like running under this like wild ruse that I'm still getting construction done in my house right. because I moved into a construction site, which is really nice. You're a genius for like moving out of your house. Well, 
Yeah. I mean, I think living, I've also lived through construction. Yeah. I've had my house a long time and it's hard. It's, it's rough. Really hard. It's certainly not easy. And like just. But it's just, very expensive to move out. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it, you can't move back in. Because yeah, because you're paying a mortgage and a rent. That's yeah. correct, my friend. You know, she's taking these couches back with her. I've got okay. a fight with her today about it. Oh, yeah. You, you've talked about hating the couch before. Oh, my this. God. Did you talk about that on her no. podcast? No, on, ta- podcast. on our podcast. I th- oh. Yeah. I'm a fan of the show. I'm like, listen. I thought you were just like telling all the podcasts in the world that I have crappy furniture. Listen, Chris, this I know. I mean, on ours, yeah, he, yeah, I know. Look, I don't want to take this couch back, but unless someone, unless a lovely company wants to give me a a couch, but what am I going to sit on? I I don't get fucking beanbag chairs. I don't care until you get it'll get comfortable. It'll get you to get a couch. That's comfortable. But this shit cannot go. You just rebuilt your house. It's going to look beautiful. And then she's throwing these motherfuckers in there. It's like how like for maybe a couple months into listen. This is my thing. Stop. This is my thing with a couch. You cannot purchase a couch over the Internet. You have to sit on a couch. True. I understand that. I already found one I like. All right. Then get it. Well, I want to try a few more out. I think you. I think that you should get it as a. As I'm a not getting your yeah. shit. I think See? that would be nice. And thank you for starting the podcast that I co-host. That would be a nice thank you from. from yeah, me. exactly. How about that? Thanks for the friendship. Thanks, Thanks for letting me watch your vagina while you birthed. Exactly. Yeah. You owe her a couch. You do. You owe Easily. me a lot of things. Yeah. Well, pick her up tomorrow. Take her down to living spaces. I just wherever. got you. I just got you these two new couches right here. <laughs> Because you're going to give them away, and I'm going to re-bring them back. <laughs> if you want to sell these, make me some money, and then take Those me out shopping. No one's going to buy these couches. Someone would buy them. Do you want my couch? These are no. celebrity couches. What are you talking about? These will sell in a minute. <laughs> celebrity <laughs> couches? These are celebrity Do you couches. you know the people who have sat on this couch? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jody okay. Sweeten's sat right there. Don't. Swear I'm to gonna God. I'm going to pass out. I want to hear this Jody <laughs> yeah, Sweeten t- story. Tell us about your Jody story. So, Are you watching Hollywood Darlings? I do watch Hollywood Darlings. Are you ready for the I, new season? I am I am so excited. I told you. I I yeah. pitched. I pissed off pitched an idea for Beverly Mitchell's character. It was terrible. It was the worst joke I've ever made. You were like, we're getting a little bit more zany for Beverly's character this season. You said it on my podcast. And I was like, mm. miscarriage. And it was like the darkest <laughs> thing. Why would, why would I say that? Like, no, that's not what's happening this season on Hollywood Darlings. <laughs> Could you imagine Beverly? We just did it. We just did an episode with Beverly and um, Jody, which was going to air before this one. You're going to die. I am. The shit that comes out. It is a shit show, and I'm so. It's every day at work. Because usually we'll get a call from Beverly, like, "Can you cut this out?" Or she'll like they. And I told Christine, I go. If she calls or requests, just ignore her. We're not cutting yep. anything. We are not cutting anything out. It is so good. You never it's give a guest that power, I have to say. Like, yeah, I maybe know. Maybe once in a while. You I give tried a to little, tell her. But, pe- but I will tell you, people really take advantage of that. Like, next thing I know, I'm like, oh, so I can use 5% of our audio? That's what you're saying? Right. People get very touchy. It's like, you know what? You're saying it into a mic, man. It exists. Like, yeah. the yeah. second you say it into a mic, it exists. It's like sending a... It's like uh, Dorinda says, write it, regret it, say it, forget it. Oh I, God, love I love that. Dorinda. Uh, it's, by the <laughs> way, that. a lesson I've never learned. Uh, <laughs> I, I send the most repulsive emails. Like it's, I've, writ- I've only written things to regret. See, I, I'm a phone caller. You are. Yeah. And it's the way to go. It's nice and clean. I've realized, yeah. I've had people say the most fucking terrible things to me, and I realized, oh, they can say it because there's no record. No, it's a weapon. Whereas I... 
take it to email, baby. And I like yeah. <laughs> wake yeah, right up good. in a pissed off mood and not start good. sending off emails. No, it's so bad. I also think I'm like above being forwarded. Like I'm like, oh, no one's screen capping this. And I like just go ham. And which, by the way, of course, I, I'm a screen capper. I'm a forwarder. Why would I think right. that the rules don't apply to me? How narcissistic and dark is that? I know. It's hard. You have to be. I've been on some text threads with people and I've had to be very careful. Well, sometimes uh, I like to sometimes I like to write an email offline. I write it to myself. To myself just to get it all out there and then I take sections of it that are appropriate. And yeah. you should never drunk text. Stop oh. with the I should never drunk text. Because I'm people the worst. especially if they piss you off, I go I, I go, go f- yeah, crazy I like and I have to stop myself from texting oh I'm, I'm a monster bad. like I'm the person who takes that exercise of like writing a letter and putting it in a drawer I'm like wow this is a really fucking strongly worded well eloquent well put letter I'm gonna put this in the mail right now like that's who I am I can't, <laughs> put, I can't put it in the drawer like it's not going someone in the drawer someone needs to see this no honestly yeah. it's so bad it's so bad it's like everyone knows you don't want to get an email from Molly like I really can ruin a life like I've woken up and just ruined a life for no reason it's the worst it's probably no it's so far from my worst quality but it's, <laughs> it's, it's on there. a short list somewhere yeah what, what's the Jody thing Okay, so obviously I grew up loving Full House. I was like, I remember being in like fifth grade. It's last episode. I remember just like bawling my eyes out. Like it was really like an end of an era for malls. And so I then wind up, you know, living in Los Angeles, big Hollywood, big Hollywood lifestyle. Go to an episode of Dancing with the Stars because my friend had like the hookup or whatever. Love it. Yep. I love, I'll do anything. Yeah, I'll I've, do, been, I've, I've been to a live taping. They're fun. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just, I, here's the thing. That's so not me, but that kind of is. Like, and yeah. then I'll just do anything. I'm not one of those people that's like, ooh, like get me into that sweet Hollywood action of Dancing with the Stars. Like, Did you wear your onesie to Dancing with the Stars? No, honey, you have to look real nice. We talked about <laughs> I know, that. I, I was know. like, I was in one of the pretty people rows too. Yeah, I know. I was like very honored, but yeah. I am so easily flattered. I'm like, oh, I'm. And the pretty person wrote Dancing with the Stars, everyone. Mom, get this. So, you know, they, they hide the uglies. So I wind up sitting in front of Jody Sweeten's parents. And now at this point, I'm shitting bricks. Like, I'm my friend is trying to talk to me. She's trying to have some light convo. She like literally at one point, she's like, so what do you think my friend could do to be a TV writer? I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm telling her the entire day. I'm like, I don't want to hear one word out of you. I'm listening to everything Jody Sweeten's parents say. Like, this is everything to me. This is the most important thing that's ever happened to me. So get out of my way. So, of course, like, I'm just, like, really, like, I'm living for it. And, like, you know, she has a very, like, she has a very interesting past. And so I was saying to her after, we're walking by Erewhon, Jaden Smith sitting right there outside of Erewhon. Um, no interest to me because I just sat behind Jody Sweet in front of Jody Sweet's parents. So I'm, you know, going on and I'm like, oh, she has a fascinating life story. I was like, you know what? I'm going to order us both her autobiography. <laughs> Unsweetened. Fantastic. Like, literally. Just so, I'm so amped. So... At the time, I was uh, I had just adopted a dog, and I already have wagon stuff. My little Chihuahua, who's yep. just like an Who? absolute piece. Like he's just the biggest. He's, he hates me. Oh, he hates everyone. He's like he's <laughs> oh, a. You have no idea. He hates me. Yeah. Like he 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 bites me all the time, yeah. and I'm like I just am, I'm such a bitch for him. It's the yeah. saddest thing in the yeah. world. It's a whole debacle. Anytime I can't even have people over. I can, it's really a big hazard for me in dating as well. Um, <laughs> like really, relationships have been ruined because of wags. So. So 
I adopt this dog who's deaf. She's a pit bull, which I hate to say because the story is going to go in a place that a lot of people don't want it to. So Wags comes down, picks a fight with the deaf pit bull. The deaf pit bull nearly kills him. And it happens, like, on top of me. And to this day, like, we can't spend too much time there because I really do get, like... Yeah, that's hard. You know hard. when you, like, oh, yeah. fall when you're drunk? And then yeah. next morning you think, like, oh, I could have knocked my teeth out mm-hmm. or something. And, like, that's all you can think about is just replaying that moment of when you could have right. severely ruined your face. So I play all the time, like, what if Helen had grabbed me by the neck and killed me? Mm-hmm. So something happens. I go into, like... I don't know how it happened. I really don't. I got behind. I got behind the wheel of my car with the dog. He's I'm I'm wrapped him up in the shirt I'm wearing. So like I'm holding him in this sweatshirt. I'm covered in blood. I don't know how I got to the animal hospital to this day. I drove myself there. Oh my god. I run into triage. I'm scream. I called an old woman the c word in the in the waiting room because she walks up to me and goes, "Honey, your nose is bleeding." I'm like, "I'm at the." Animal hospital. <laughs> like I, oh my god! That's on her because I'm like, why do you think I'm covered in blood? Like, right. never walk up to someone in a hospital waiting room and say your nose is bleeding. Right. Like, guess what? It's not. Um, that's definitely not why you're there. So, um, I go home and like my dog is probably dead. Like, this is where just he's gone and it's really bad. And you know, it's fifty grand. Like, it, no, like bare minimum like it's gonna be a lot so I go home and I've never really been home without wags and you know I got him when I was like drunk at brunch when I was like 22 and I'm now 32 and I'm a homeowner and like this whole journey I've gone on with this dog and it's really hitting me like oh my god I could get emotional thinking about it it's really hitting me like he is the reason why like I'm okay oh my god I'm gonna get upset but like yeah he's the reason why I'm okay and I put him in this terrible position and I feel I felt so terrible and um I just like I'll do anything at that point like I was like I don't care like I'll sell the house like whatever it is oh my god I'm gonna get upset that's okay I totally I totally I'm feeling you right now you know it's like of course it's rough because it's like oh my god like you are the reason why I'm here and I've done this to you so of course, I get home and guess who's there? Jody Sweeten. <laughs> She's her book her arrived. Book arrived. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I'm laughing because I know I'm psychotic. Like, I'm psychotic. I can't wait to Jody tell Jody this. Know what we've been through. <laughs> so her book arrived. <laughs> so I was. Next week of my life, like reading her book, it's so psychotic. I'm so sorry, Jody Sweet, and I apologize. <laughs> and like at this point, like I can never have like a casual thing. Like I have to go full like Rain Man with it. And so, <laughs> <laughs> like Stephen knows, like I'm not just like a mild fan of like Jody Arias. Like I think she's innocent. Like I go, oh my god, I, I can't, oh my god, you. I go full. You yeah. did you get artwork? <laughs> Yes, actually, I, so I got Stephen and I Jody Arias artwork. I forgot your cats. I'm sorry. <laughs> she is she cats. still doing this? Yeah, and you can still get it. It's up for sale. Wait, Jody Arias is doing artwork of cats in prison. Yeah, <laughs> and I got one of like it's a beautifully manicured hand holding a strawberry. Like it's, she's very inventive. Like I don't how know much where she the, comes how up. How much does the prince go? Twenty five bucks. Can you believe with like, shipping? 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm I don't know. I think it was maybe two bucks that came in a tube. But like they definitely, I definitely got an email from like her media manager or whatever, like her website manager. It was like probably just some sad woman named Wendy. Like her, yeah. no, her name was like Quinn. I, you, you know that I was obsessed with that trial. Really? I didn't know that. She's innocent. He drove her to it. I'm dead serious. No, I, she's not innocent. I'm saying as far as you can be innocent after murdering a man and stabbing him 98 times. <laughs> <laughs> and then dyeing your hair and then yeah. like carrying gas she's tanks across Palm the desert. Gaza. Okay. She's, yeah, no, she's white trash. Yeah. You but, can't, well, you can't date a girl from Palm Desert. What did he think was going to happen? The murder wasn't even fascinating to me. It was the trial that was fascinating. It was her demeanor. It was her taking the stand. I was upset. Like, that's what fascinated me. It's like watching her. The, the balls to take the stand yeah, was a lot. And like the fighting between her and her lawyers. And then yeah. and then the prison, the jail interview in the black and white, like in the whole, and she's requesting hair and makeup. It's like, that, that's what I was like obsessed with. Right. The, well, there's this great clip that it's really sat with me how rich it is over the years because Jody's like kind of like talking to like some reporter. and We're she, talking about Jody Aries, not Jody yeah, Sweeney, oh, by the way. I was just going to say, this episode <laughs> has taken a total too left turn. Too many Jodies. I know, too, yeah. way too many. There's so many Jodies. We've moved on to life. Jody Aries. Yeah. Go but we'll okay. go back to Sweeten in yeah, a yeah. moment. Okay. Um, but I, I hope. Um, but anyway, Jody's like getting sitting behind the camera, and she thinks she's just like talk like kikiing it up with the reporter, and she's like, "Oh, are you the one from CB? I talked to someone from CB. Oh, that was you." And she's doing this whole thing, and she doesn't realize like There's... Jody, he doesn't want to talk to you. Like he's yeah. not. He's not interested. There's no friendship here. This isn't a burgeoning relationship. Like you all, are, you're, you're not. There's she not fascinates be unreal. me. Unreal. She really does. Like she's a very spiritually rich person. I'm really here for Jody, and she has like. Do you send her letters? No. No. I think you. you no, but I oh. think. I'm just like, going I back to. Visit. I'm going back to your letter writing. Yeah. Right. I'm going. That's something you should stick in the mail. It's like, you should have a correspondence with her. Well, here's the other thing is that I'm a sicko and I'd be hurt if I didn't get a letter back. And I saw on Twitter, on Jodi Arias's Twitter, which is maintained by uh-huh. one of her fans, right. um, that she uh, is not responding to correspondence anymore because she got a job in the prison and she's too busy. <laughs> and so, well, I just watched- which I think like, oh, it must be nice like to like be so fucking busy with your prison job. You should, you should watch the show on... I think it's on Annie, Annie called Marsha Clark Investigates. No, no, no. There's another one. Oh, I want to watch it. It's oh. not Annie. It's the Nancy I, Grace. No, one? that's on Annie too. That's a great one too. Love after lockup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, but I'm familiar with the concept. It's amazing. I watch. I binge watch the all six episodes. It's really so. Good. Like they get out. Of, I mean, is, are they supposed to be getting out of jail? Yes. Okay, so that's not that hard. They, hey, anyone can get a boyfriend or whatever. No, but they meet them oh. on inmates.com. Oh. So they've, they've met them like on dateaninmate.com. Yeah. <laughs> they, they only know them through jail. Yeah. They fall in love. They bring them back to their home or whatever. Yeah. And they try to have a relationship with this prisoner. I think those Menendez brothers are cute. They're both married, though. There's a whole thing with the Menendez brothers that happened recently. <laughs> oh, my God. Stephen, I don't think they did anything wrong, either. This is, I can't be, I don't, uh, stop, oh my God. stop quoting All right, me. go back to Jody Sweeten. What happened now? So then, um, so, so uh, Unsweeten came in the So Unsweeten came in the mail, <laughs> fucking best week of my life. Like, worst week of my life, but also the real upside is, like, I have Jody in my life. I'm just, like, 
fucking mainlining Jody constantly. I'm loving it. Like, there's not, I couldn't read it slow enough. Like, I just really savored that book. Now, have you I read also, it, Christine? Oh, yes. It's fucking I great. Right? I didn't even know she had an autobiography. She's never talked to about it's it. Lit. Oh, yeah. She she does a lot of, you know, she speaks at a lot of colleges. Oh, great. She still does that. Yeah. And a my lot favorite of part the, of the um, book is when she's d- doing the college speaking tour. Sorry to interrupt. I know. And she's like, not sober. And she's, she's talking about, about sobri- sobriety, oh, wow. but she's like, I had been up doing coke till like, I mean, Five I never six, stopped doing then, coke. And yeah. then I had to like get on a plane in an hour and, you know, I mean, she has some crazy stories, but you know, reading it, it's like, I, I kind of thought I knew her story and we've obviously known each other a very long time and we're friends. And then I read the book and I was like, oh my God. The trials and tribulations it has taken her to get where she is mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Because you don't just stop one day. And this is not, I am not an addict, so I don't know this. But you don't just stop one day and say, I went to rehab and now I'm good. It no. is a lifelong decision and it takes a long time to get to a point where you can manage it. And right. it's like that journey that I have mad respect for. So you yeah. read this book, you like totally like. She came back from like the the hard stuff too man like this is not yeah. we're not talking like she drinks too much wine and gets kooky like no. this it's some serious shit no, no. and so i yeah. really like was very i'm very enamored with her journey Me so too. it got really bad like to the point where and i you know i understand if you don't leave this in but like her ex-husband tweeted at me that if i needed to get mental health <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? Oh, we're keeping this in. What? So, <laughs> Who are you tweeting? No, I wasn't tweeting at anyone. I was just tweeting about her a lot. Like, uh-huh. I, you know, I call her my biological sister, Jody Sweeten. And okay. like, I have this whole, you know, I talk about her as being my real actual biological family. Like a lot of, you know, people don't have sisters like me, but I have a really good sister. It's Jody Sweeten. She's my biological oh my family. It's okay. a whole, it's my Tinder profile. It's just like, I'm a troll. Like, here's the thing is bottom line, I'm a troll. I'll do anything to make myself laugh which is pretty much everything I do. Like, I kill myself. Right. Um, it's it's the gift of being an only child. Be so glad you're having another. It's the worst <laughs> thing. It's like, literally, I just live in a constant prison of thinking I'm the funniest fucking person that's ever been born. It's, wait, so wait, you were constantly so, tweeting about Jodie Sweetin tweet, as being your, her biolog- biological sister. Yep. Okay. And, um, I can't wait to tell her this. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I apologize. No, we're going to let you meet her. Jody. no, like, like you said to me, you said, you know, like, oh, would you, want to go to the Hollywood Darling say I was like absolutely like I absolutely could not go to that like not that I would be weird it just it's like the Roseanne thing I wouldn't know where to look like she's so f- <laughs> I've now built her up to be the biggest celebrity in Hollywood because she's also my biological sister which is the weirdest <laughs> part is that like as being like family it's so weird to be a so fan as ex? well um, so stop <laughs> saying that <laughs> so weird you're gonna give Beverly Mitchell a complex it's so- <laughs> You know what? Big Seventh Heaven fan. Big fan of the show. I really was. Uh, it was. I feel actually I, I sad about what a big fan of Seventh Heaven But she's I was. more like it's a like, cousin to me. You must be. She's, you know. She's like a distant cousin. Yeah. It's weird. I don't want to joke about that because, like, I do have really tight family like Jody. So, like, when I joke about, like, fake family like Beverly, it's like, you know. It's not, <laughs> it kind of devalues, like, what we have. I know, I know. know. But wait, her um, ex-husband so tweeted at Morty you. Coyle uh, oh. slides into the tweets. And, like, he, I literally just fully get a... I said, like, oh, like, you know, just, like, tweeted, like, thinking about Jodes or whatever. Like, (laughs) I just, like, troll the fuck out of everyone in my life. Like, do you know how many people think I'm serious? Like, I have a whole thing on my Instagram I'll show you from some guy and I talking on 
uh, tender about Jody. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I love that you're using that for your tinder and you're wondering why you're having bad dates. You, you think I had a friend tell me she goes, Oh, you're going too hard in the paint. It's like on your t- like you are just the bit. You're going too hard with the bits on Tinder. And I'm like, I don't care if I die alone. I'm funny. Like I'm killing it. So, <laughs> so I get a tweet from Morty Coyle. <laughs> Who of course is famous to me now because they were I think they were still married when the book came out so like she speaks highly of him in the book um, but I, here's here's my interaction on Tinder with the guy so Morty tweets at me I said something like thinking about Jody he's and he quote tweets me and he says if you're having a hard time with that the Maple Center on Wilshire has sliding scale health cover and I. <laughs> Like I screamed to my friend. She was like, wow, sliding scale. And I was like, it's inspired shade, right? Like saying I can't even afford the mental health. I oh, need like mental health. No. I need to No, I loved it. I mean, I, it stung a little bit to be called out by Morty, but like, he's not on our team anyway. Right. So whatever. But, um, yeah, this is amazing. So mall says she's talking to a guy on Tinder. Can I say this? Yeah, of course. She goes, she's talking to the guy and she's obviously talking about Jody and she goes, she's an actress from full house. I'm an only child. I love that you just stuck that in there. No, because he said to me, like, oh, I don't know your sister. He says, like, oh. oh, like, I don't know your sister. And then you say, I'm an only child. Yeah. Got it. And then he says, oh, I kind of get it. You must look like her or something. And Malls writes, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a long story, but I'm really just a troll. And he writes, you're crazy. But that's cool with me. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the half. Like Chris from like Manhattan Beach, Jeez. you don't know the half, baby. Like I'm, yeah, it's real dark. It's real dark. Oh my god! By I the way, can't do you see how relaxed I just this? got physically when I started talking about Jody? Like this yeah, is where I thrive. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh my god! You know she's doing a lot of Hallmark <laughs> movies. Yeah, that's hard for me because I don't really, I don't really do, I don't fuck with Hallmark, so it's hard. Your only lifetime. Yeah, I actually get pretty upset when people are like, "You should do this Hallmark movie." I'm like, "Have you not?" Heard the name of the podcast? It's called Mother May I Sleep with Podcasts. Yeah, it's it's two different yeah. movies. Those yeah, oh my god! Things. And by the way, like that's like what an emotional fuckboy you are to love a Hallmark movie. What's wrong with you? Sorry, Jody. Like, I mean, you know, you got to get work where it is. Deal but... is a deal, honey. If she's got to yeah. deal with Hallmark. She's doing it. Yeah, I understand. We're but trying to get Christine one. We got to get Christine a Lifetime movie of the Listen, week. Listen, uh, I will snatch babies. I will have babies. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so back to the like, have you seen the Marsha Clark investigates? No, but it's on my DVR. Okay, great. I, I hate to say I haven't because I do love a Marsha Clark moment. I well, am obsessed the with Casey Marsha Anthony Clark. We did her dirty. Was insane. We did her dirty. The Casey Anthony, you guys. I cannot with Casey. Have you read Jose Baez's book? No, I got to get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the God. way you just said that. You can use my code MALLS on Audible for 15%. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I will. Um, but no, uh, you get a first book free. Um, but if you use the code MALLS, M-O-L-L-S. I will. I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, uh, it's really fucking good. Casey Anthony is, means everything to me as well. I, I don't was like obs- her. I was obsessed with that whole case yeah. too. I don't like her the way I like Jody, but I sweet nor Arius. But I, I like the. I have to get the artwork. Together. I need to get the art. How big are the pieces? The art? Yeah. Oh, it's like you know, legal size piece of paper. It's not that. Oh, you big. mean it's like a notebook paper that she does it? No, I'm just using it as a comparison. Oh, how does she get the art supplies? They have stuff in prison. You they know. do. No, they're yeah. prints. She are killed not. somebody. Well, <laughs> I understand yeah, why that. Why is she, but get a why is she getting like construction paper? <laughs> you know, no, they have are, pipe cleaners. These are these are prints. They're re- they're prints. They're not originals. Yeah, I don't think she's allowed to sell originals anymore. 
I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, you're also not allowed to like. I think I think this is the only way she can get around the whole you can't profit from your crimes thing because she's not she's making art. It's original art. It has nothing to do with killing a Mormon man <laughs> who called her a uh, what was it? Oh, my favorite thing. What did he call her? A three hole wonder. Yeah, a three hole wonder. Nice, right? Ugh. Real nice. I have to tell you, Three Hole Wonder hits me every single time I think of it. It's disgusting. What a it's disgusting, disgusting thing. but does it mean that you stab him 98 times and then photograph it? Well, you know what? Maybe he should have stopped trying to, like, you know, he, listen, he just wanted to get his dick wet. Bottom she line. She kept going back for more, too. <laughs> yeah, because she's crazy. Yeah. Here's the thing is yeah. she is crazy, but like put her in a in a sex rehab or something. Don't she, she should be like an outpatient like Countess Luann. She should not. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot wait for that whole thing. I to, can't. I can't wait. wait. You watch too? Oh yeah. Oh good. I'm glad we all speak the same language. It's my favorite shit in the world. Are you going to Countess Luann? Oh, I'm sorry, dog. Are you going Her to cabaret? Countess Luann? Oh yes. Are you going? Is it here? Cinco de Mayo. I think I'm in Dallas. Oh. Wait, what? Wait, Sucks. where is it? It's at. It's on the Sunset Strip. She's coming to L.A. for a show, one night only. She's singing. Is she? Yeah. So, is it sold out already? Yeah. If Sony doesn't come and like fall out of her blouse in and L.A. Here. the same way she did, <laughs> I need to see. So, and by the way, Sony. I saw like, that wrap dress like yeah. fall off of her. Yeah. Did you see that clip? Yes. But also, the best part is, I don't know if people realize this. Sonia untied the dress. Too. I, I, I believe it. <laughs> well, she. she I wouldn't put a pass that her. or out of it, however you want to say it. But like, she definitely Sonia supplies the moments. She knows what we came for. Uh, I love. Her. She, she's I everything love her. to me. She's. One I mean, of my between favorites. her, Dorinda, and Countess, like you can't like the trio of it's them. A dream woman. It's like that's. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. It's constant, and then you comedy. add Ramona. Yeah, Ramona's so fucking nuts. How great she, did she fucking look though? She looks at fantastic. Bethany's. She, oh, as Britney? She, yeah, no, I'm as sorry. Britney. Uh, oh. She looks so good as Britney. I, I mean, was like, honestly, I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she looks kind of amazing. <laughs> like Ramona, even thinking addresses that is like I'm the biggest Britney stand too. So like I absolutely, I Britney's got a lot of looks, but that's the specificity of going for that outfit out of yeah. all of Britney's catalog is really. A wild choice. She's it's wild. Out of her mind. And she already starts mind. picking a fight first episode, picks a fight with Bethany. I'm like, oh, you don't remember last season? Oh the God. best she part can't is. Keep her mouth shut. She, I don't think she, she doesn't even intend to do it. Like, she's no. not like these women out here, like uh, Beverly Hills, like I guess Kyle and. Uh, Were they like. I can't. I'm so annoyed with Beverly Hills. I'm so over them. it. Shut so up. Stop it. talking about what happened eight episodes ago. Find I'm a new fight. Pantygate was the darkest Please. journey we've I know, ever been on. For nothing. And Dorit drives me crazy. Oh, done. Yeah. She's and they so were doing annoying. coke in the bathroom at the dinner yes, party. Of course. Right now. Of course yeah. they were. Um, Absolutely. You, did you watch Big Brother? Um, Celebrity Big Brother? I don't do the Big Brother. Uh, but I will say... I love Brandy Glanville, and I actually I hated her. her until I saw her on Big Brother. Really? She changed my mind again. I liked her the first couple seasons of Housewives, yeah. And then when she started turning and like causing all the, like when she started when she was like so mean and like ugly, I yeah. was like really bothering me. I was like, mm. well, I know what that is. It's bratty poor girl. Like it's bratty poor right. girl. Like trying to and also she. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vanderpump wrote her and put her away wet. Like that's the last person you want fucking with your life. Yeah, that's correct. Vanderpump will fuck you up. Uh, and for that, I will say, Lisa, I'll fight you. Like, do you want to go? I really, I don't, I don't care for her. I don't care for her. But I was gonna say that like Ramona does effortlessly what they forget to do on Beverly Hills which is involve themselves in the plot line so apparently Kyle and Vanderpump are the <laughs> mm-hmm. highest paid 
right. people on the show, and they were kind of getting they were getting shit on by Andy, I think, on his radio show or something. I heard it somewhere today. Oh, really? Saying that, yeah, Andy was like the two highest paid housewives in Beverly Hills really didn't bring it last year, and I'm sitting there thinking like, God, like Ramona just wakes up and brings it. She doesn't even mean to like in getting. She her just coffee, can't stand not saying something snide. No. You know, oh, I would never. I would never buy anything by the highway. I'm just saying, I would never do that. I would never. Do that. No, the they had the whole Montauk. Oh whatever. my god! Like, well, is it south of the freeway or is it? You know, you know what like, though? I, like, I oh do love her for that because you know, Beth, uh, Bethany drove drove away my girl Jules. I loved Jules, um, the anorexic Asian oh, girl. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Jules. I forgot about Jules. Jules. I loved she her. She was Jewish and right. And so she was Jewish and Asian. That right. was her whole thing. And Bethany right. couldn't let her have it. Bethany was like a dog with a fucking bone on that one. She couldn't let her have it. Uh, well, the house in the Hamptons with the pool and the thing. I mean, and I was it was like, a lot. It was like, come but on. let her have it. You <laughs> okay. know, Jewel, Jewel, poor Jewel. She needs something. Let her have her pool in her house. Didn't her husband cheat on her or something? That was Kristen. Right. Oh wait, no. Jules is hu- no. They- no, something happened with her and yeah. The Michael was Michael and her got divorced, and then the police showed up. Yeah, Do you remember that? There was some kind of alter- right. was there an altercation. Well, because like- this is when you knew it was bad. <laughs> was a, they're at dinner one night. It's like Dorinda, John, Jules, and then all of a sudden we cut to Michael over by the host, uh, the hosting stand, and right. he's like taking a pic. He's doing this. Yeah. He's like taking a picture of himself, and I'm like. Everyone knows what that selfie is. Right. That's the babe, let me see a picture of you yeah. selfie. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, what a fucking douche. Like, he doesn't yeah. even know he's taking the bad selfie. Like, everyone everyone can see. It's really, it's my issue with Bethany Frankel as well. It's like, you know we can see you, right? Like, you think you're like, you think that you're being like snide with Carol. But like, meanwhile, America's hating you right now because we know that you think you're better than the people you are on the show with. Like, I, I like Bethany. Y'all have the same job. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I feel very betrayed. I like Bethany. I'm I'm curious to see what <laughs> happens this betrayed. season between her and Carol because I love Carol and I just can't see that. Hate I, Carol. You hate Carol Raswell? Mean girls. Mean girls. Yeah. Come on. They're mean girls. No, they are. They're mean girls. They think they are better than the people who have the exact same jobs as them. It's re- like you're all are on the show together. Sorry. Like you've really downgraded yourself as like a Kennedy. Co- you've gone from Kennedy cousin to like just some random housewife crony. Oh, I love the Carol. Oh, I Why can't. don't you marry her? I love her. She is, she's single now. I know she's not with Adam anymore. Yeah, God. God damn it. That I'm, not, I'm still working on, what's her name? The new one. Tinsley? Uh, Tinsley. I like Tinsley. I, I think the whole Sonia Tinsley thing was cracking me up. Oh, when yeah. When they lived together. Everyone should live with Sonia once. Oh, I, I totally so. agree. It's like a gang initiation. Yeah, like, every, you need to have everyone it. Everyone should live with Sonia once. I feel like Nicole Tom is like 15 years away from Sonia. hundred <gasps> percent. That's awesome. Yeah, you have to have Nicole Tom on your I show. I would. I mean, are you kidding? I would She's love to. I would love to. She was amazing on this podcast. Too, I think I want to see a huge her. Fan of hers. Huh? I might yeah. actually go over to her house. We have to get our lamps. Well, I have a lamp. I'm <laughs> trading her for. Your what? I have a lamp. I'm going to trade her. Well, I'm not trading. She's offered us a lamp. We have to trade lamps. No, but I'm going to give her huh. one because I'm. I haven't nice heard like her that. most recent appearance. Is there some lamp drama? Oh, you- she's making lamps. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. You've got to listen to this episode. She's like a dumpster diver. What episode is that, oh. Stephen? She goes into... Like, like my mom. Yeah, she <laughs> found out... A friend of hers calls her and says that there's a whole dumpster of lamp parts and get down here. And she gets... <laughs> She's fighting with homeless people. <laughs> She's fighting with homeless people over lamp parts. And she finally gets a bunch of lamp parts. She She's made like a hundred lamps in her garage. What kind of lamps? Sometimes I just... She puts different pieces on different things and makes oh. different... That's and actually a real skill. Some, yeah, and I go, are you... 
Are you doing all the electrical yourself? She goes, yeah. I go, do you, have you ever taken classes in how to wire a lamp? No, but I've just kind of figured it out. I have an old lamp from the old Beverly Hills, the original Beverly Hills Hotel, like layout. Oh, you're I kidding. Bought, and I should bring it to her because it needs to be rewired. She could do it for you. <laughs> Look, hold on, rewire my lamp. She lives right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I'll drive she, it over. It's also, she finds it to be very sexual. The rewiring of the lamps. Really? Yes. Oh, you have to listen to this episode. You'll die. Yeah, I'm going to listen it's, on the way home. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I mean, no, I'm a big fan of the pot. No, I, don't I know. know why. It's really it. funny. It's Stephen you, knows. You think that the Catalina trip is crazy? It, we we slowly. Oh my god! Yeah. That was the <laughs> fucking craziest story I've ever heard no. in my life. It was as if it happened to my own sister Jody Sweeten. Like, <laughs> I, it, it really fucking affected me. That I think about that probably three times a week. Oh my god! I'm kidding you. It'll. Just Get me in traffic. <sighs> All right, let's wrap this up. So wait, so my what's daughter, com- by the way, I've been watching her. I she's know, I been, saw that. she's up, and she's she's doing Can a great I see, job. I haven't of seen just a child like, in like three years. Yeah. Can I see her. When I'll let you see okay, her. Cool. Um, so, she's been entertaining herself. I so I should probably. Yeah. Get All right, what, what can we promote here? We got what what. Give us all your handles. You probably have like, you have like 20 handles. Just malls on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And then um, you guys should go find my podcast in the iTunes store. Please advise PLZ advice because I was yeah. really, really cool when I started it. And uh-huh. um, Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, which is if you enjoy Stephen Ray Morris, you'll love him on Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Yeah. We also did Grumpy Cats Christmas last year. So if you want to hear Stephen talk about cats with me for three hours, um, there's that. I, I can't. I don't understand the cat thing. Okay. Love some. <laughs> He loves People them. People like cats. I'm allergic you know to cats. Okay, I, well. I've really realized I date a lot of guys who like cats, and I think that I I th- find that soothing about them. It's a nice it's a nice sign when a guy. Did likes you a cat. date Stephen Ray Morris? No, God. Oh. No, I mean, and I don't oh. mean it like that. He's like my oh. brother. Like, <laughs> no, can you imagine? No he's offense. Like, he's like my child and my brother and also my work husband. Right. Like I can't imagine. It's okay. too incestuous. All right, so then, so that that lifetime, what is it called? The psycho what? Mother may I sleep with podcasts, Ma- and then uh, emotionally broken psychos. Yeah, these are all great podcasts. It's all fun. It's a lot of fun. I would love to have you on Emotionally Broken Psychos, and I would absolutely love to have you on any any of all of them. We'd be happy to. to. Do it. Well, yeah. You should have Jody and I. We could advise <gasps> on some Honey, things. I pass out. I can't have Jody in my house. I would have to come to you guys. I I can't do it on my own territory. I would I would pass out. Like she can't. I mean, we've spent a lot of time together at that house in my head. So like I, can't. I get it. Yeah. Well, you have to have her sign the book. Yeah, you gotta have her sign the book. I would get a tattoo of. Wait, you never finished. <laughs> the dog lived. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he was an asshole to you. I know so. that, but like, I, we uh, left. Wise... We, we left him in the hospital. Guys, bleeding. the dog is. Trust me, the dog is alive and a full blown asshole. And the pit bull was rehomed on the other side of fifty grand later. The dog is totally lived. Great. All Thank God man. for those three years of two broke girls. Get pet insurance, you guys. <laughs> Get pet insurance. Yeah. I don't love my dogs that much. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, you know, the doctor totally did kidding. say to me, a lot of people don't. A lot of people wouldn't have done what you did. And I was like, I didn't think it was an option. Like, I thought I would go to jail if I didn't fix it. I got upset when I had to get my dog's nails clip for $35. Oh, we've been was through like, this. He, it, I, I literally said to the groomer, how long do they live? It was a chihuahua. They're like, um, they're still a long alive. Time. Yeah, they're still alive for, for like forty years. They're, yeah. they're. He doesn't own them anymore. I'm. I mean, I have visitation. Got rid of them? No, I kept them in the mm. house that they grew up in, rather than taking. What narrative is this that you yeah, convinced yourself of? This is they so have insane. a backyard with a doggy door, and it's it's with my old roommate. Like we both raised them. I couldn't take them right. and put them in an apartment. Keep telling yourself that. In K Town, they don't. They wouldn't know how to respond to K Town. 
That's so weird and racist and strange. It was strange. Well, you took it there. I did. I said they wouldn't know how to respond to it. Well, I mean, I don't know how else anyone else would take that. Anyway, uh, thank you for having me on. I'm thanks for being on. You're great guest and thank oh, you for all you your guys. stories. You. you can find me on all social at Yo Lakin. You can find me at Alec Led. You can find me at Stephen Ray Morris with the lawnmower. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So yeah, we get a lawnmower. It's, 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 it's lawnmower time. It's, it's long um, day. And email us, as always, at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll hear you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.